Welcome to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. Enjoy this new message from Pastor Brian Gibbs. I want to talk to you uh, about two things tonight. I want to talk to you. I want to, first of all, I want to focus on authority, and then I want to talk about the use of authority, if you're taking notes. First of all, we're going to talk about authority, then we're going to talk about the use of authority. <clears throat> I think we all understand right now that a divine confrontation has come. And the enemy has been called out. <clears throat> He's been called out into the open. In fact, the true church has actually been called out into the open as well. I remember saying to you months ago that I used to believe that all the vampires did their work in the shadows late at night. How many of you know the vampires have come out of the shadows and out of the dark and are doing their dirty deeds right in the daylight? How many of you know that? There is a divine confrontation that is coming. Everybody, you, you can see this feverish pitch that is happening right now. And I'm telling you, there is a revolutionary era that is hitting this nation. It's going to be unlike anything we've ever seen in our lifetime. We are coming into a brand new revolution and a reformation. And in it, we're going to see the greatest outpouring of the Holy Spirit an awakening and a revival that is beyond anything we've ever conceptually imagined or dreamed. How many of you know that our God is the God who can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or ever dream or imagine? That is who our God is. He's the one who can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we've ever prayed, all that we've ever dreamed, that is our God. Well, I love what I'm seeing right now, and this is my phrase that I say to Brent all the time. We've, learned, we've lived long enough, prayed long enough to see now lambs are now becoming lions in the kingdom of God. People are growing right now. And I'm not talking about an adrenalized red, white, and blue swell. I'm talking about the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Do you understand the difference? Come on, guys. Are you going to be with me tonight or are you going to leave me up here all alone? Come on. I'm talking about the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I'm not talking about a red, white, and blue wave. I thank God for patriots. I'm a patriot. I love this nation with all my heart, but I'm talking about the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon God's people to deal with the devil and enforce his work and his will and his power in the earth in this hour. The spoken word of the Lord decreed. You sang it tonight when I open up my mouth, mirror Miracles start breaking out. I have the that Jesus has. That's right. That's the authority he's given you, brother. That's the authority he's given you, sister. Hallelujah. I want to talk about this authority tonight. Matthew 16. We know these verses so well. And in, in, in verses 18 and 19, when Jesus began to speak about building his church, his ecclesia, the ones who would govern, the one who would legislate his will and his desires on earth as it is in heaven. Remember, Jesus would never tell us to pray a prayer if it were not possible. Jesus would never command you and I to pray that it would be on earth. Pray this way, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
He would have never told us to pray if that were not possible. God is not a God who just wants us to start, you know, he just wants to dangle carrots out in front of us, hoping that we just start hoping and a praying and a hoping and a praying and a wishing. No. He wants his will to be established so deep in us that when we stand up, when we know, when we come into agreement with heaven and we decree such a thing, we're going to start seeing heaven manifest. He said the gates of hell is not going to prevail against it. Jesus said, I'm going to build my church. I'm not building this church. Jesus is building this church. Jesus is the great shepherd of this house. I'm the under-shepherd of this house. Jesus is building victory at church of his presence. He's the master architect. He's the great builder. He's the great shepherd. But then he says, I'm going to give you the keys. Who? The church. I'm going to give you the keys of the, key of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind or you forbid on earth, it will be bound and forbidden in heaven. Whatever you loose and you permit on earth, it will be loosed in heaven. Wow. Governmental authority. I'm going to give you the keys of the kingdom, and I want you to use them. I want you to use the authority that I'm giving you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, who is this speaking to us tonight? It is Jesus. It's not just Brian through a microphone. It's Jesus telling us, you are my church. You are my ecclesia. You are my mighty unstoppable force in the earth to deal with evil in this hour and in this generation. I've given you authority. I've given you power. I've given you the keys of the kingdom. Now move in authority and use them. Revelation chapter 3, verse 7. Revelation 3, verse 7, speaking of Jesus. And to the angel of the church of Philadelphia, he says, Right, these things says he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts and shuts and no one opens. Jesus holds the key of David. This means, what does this mean? This opening and no one's going to shut it, and, and the shutting and no one's going to open. It means that nothing will be impossible to the church in the earth realm if they will use their authority. No, guys, are you with me tonight? It means nothing will be impossible to the church in the earth realm if we stand and use our authority against the works of darkness. Isaiah chapter 22 and verse 22. This is a messianic prophecy concerning the coming of Jesus, and it's about the key of David. Isaiah 22, 22. It says, the key of the house of David I will lay on his shoulder and who's that speaking of? That's speaking of Jesus. I will, of the key of the house of David, I will lay on his shoulder, and he will open, and no one will shut, and he will shut, and no one will open. Now, to gain context on this, you'll have to jump back to 2 Kings chapter 18. Put it in your notes. You don't have to go there right now. But in 2 Kings chapter 18, underneath King Hezekiah, 
you begin to read this story concerning Shebna and Eliakim, concerning the keys of David, the house of David, the lineage of David. And what you find is Shebna was the one who was, who was really the gatekeeper who had authority, who held keys, yet he was stripped of his authority. He was put out of his authority, right? Shebna actually, he represents rejected, foolish authority. Write it down. Shebna actually represents, I hope you're hearing this with prophetic ears tonight. He represents rejected, foolish authority. Yet Eliakim, he represents accepted and faithful authority. Eliakim is actually a type of Christ concerning this story and the unfolding of how the Holy Spirit began to write this out. So when Jesus says, I hold the key, I'm the one who holds the key of David, and the key of David is this, if I shut something, no one's going to be able to open it, and if I open something, no one's going to be able to close it. Hallelujah. That means Jesus has the final authority. And there is a church in the earth that actually believes right now that Jesus holds the final authority. And there is the torch of the Lord that is even dealing and purging and cleansing the Supreme Court of the United States right now. Don't you get your faith on the Supreme Court. You get your faith on the burning living torch of Jesus Christ who is cleansing that place. He's going to have the final say. We're going to see some acts of God in this hour of wrath and vengeance from Almighty God that's going to put the fear of the Lord even back in the house of God. you got to use your keys of authority. Jesus says, I've given them unto you. And it is upon this rock of revelation, I will build my church and the gates of hell. It will not prevail against it. Ladies and gentlemen, we are God's restraining order. We are the restrainer in these last days that have come upon us to deal with evil until we are taken to be with our Lord. Matthew chapter 28, put it in your notes tonight. Matthew 28, verses 18 and 19, Jesus speaking after the resurrection. Verse 18, after the resurrection, Jesus says he came and he spoke to them. He said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all the things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of this age. Hallelujah. I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again. Our heart and mind needs to be renewed to this right here. Jesus has been given all authority in heaven and earth. And I'm going to keep saying it until he comes in his glorious triumphant return. It is only when a revelation becomes real unto you. 
I've said, I've said it to you like this. When the word becomes flesh on the inside of you, when the word becomes a living, breathing, when I say flesh, what I mean is when the word becomes a living, breathing reality on the inside of you. Remember, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. When revelation becomes real to you, it will establish authority within you. When you receive revelation from the Lord that you've been given authority, you will begin to exercise that authority in your personal life, in your family, over the region, over the city. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing what I'm saying tonight, church? All authority has been given unto me in heaven and in earth. Jesus holds all authority. Renew your mind to that right now. Renew your mind to that. That's how I can be bold as a lion. My future is not dictated by Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer or whoever the clown may be. My future is not hung on that. My future rests in this. My Lord, my King, my God holds all authority and power in heaven and in the earth. Come on. Now, there is a real warfare, ladies and gentlemen. Unless we over-spiritualize everything, because, you know, we're really good at that, aren't we, as Christians? We're always over-spiritualizing everything. There is a warfare going on, not just in the spiritual realm tonight. There is a natural warfare that is in the mix. And it is a warfare that we have to engage in as the church in this hour if we're going to be part of saving America. We can't just go on spiritualizing everything. God is calling for reformation in the government mountain right now. You know who he's using? Men and women of God. You know, there's never been a president who has so loved to be with men and women of God and have them pray over him to have him speak over his life, to encourage him, to prophesy into his life. And you better believe, folks, there are people in Washington that cannot stand men and women of God in that White House and in the Capitol. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That are there strengthening him and his people right now. We are in an epic warfare, folks, that is not ending anytime soon. We're moving into 2021. That's going to be a year of unprecedented warfare. That's why the Lord is strengthening his body right now. And we are all in a transformation from lambs to lions. I want to say it to you again tonight, folks. We don't make excuses to avoid these battles. We are not people who make excuses to run away from these battles right now. The Lord is summoning the commander of the armies of the Lord, our commander and chief right now, and the Holy Spirit in the earth is summonsing the ecclesia right now to engage in this warfare.
I feel the call. I've heard the Lord tell me, I've invited you into my lion's share of triumph and victory. I've heard the Lord. I'm not retreating. I'm not retreating. I'm not running away. I'm running forward into this battle. Because God has promised us this lion's share. The authority is in the name of Jesus. The authority will never be in our charisma our personality, our strength, our whatever. Our strength is like this. Yet the Lord's strength is limitless. I know how some of you feel in this room right now. You feel wore down. Me too. But in the spiritual realm, I have a limitless strength and resources available unto me because the Spirit of God lives within me. I'm not banking on my natural strength. I'm not banking on my charisma. I'm not banking on my personality. I'm banking on the anointing of the Holy Spirit. When I run forward and I run at the giants and I take my rocks and I begin to declare the word of the Lord and deal with the devil in this realm, that God's going to back us up. Proverbs chapter 21. Verse 22, this is in the Passion Translation. I love this. Proverbs chapter 21 and verse 22. It says, a warrior filled with wisdom ascends into the high place and releases regional breakthrough, bringing down the strongholds of the mighty. Oh, my. Let's read it again. Passion Translation, Proverbs 21, verse 22. A warrior filled with wisdom ascends into the high place. Underscore that in your Bible, with wisdom. A warrior filled with wisdom ascends into the high place and releases regional breakthrough, breaking down, bringing down the stronghold of the mighty. See, the, the way of a wise warrior is this. You only go to war because you know you must take out the wicked and you know that you must establish true peace. That's the only reason that you go to war is to establish true peace. I'm going to say it again, ladies and gentlemen. There is a warfare in the natural and in the spiritual right now. We're going to see such an epic divine confrontation on the streets of our country. And I'm not just talking with bullets. I'm not just talking with armored vehicles or armored soldiers. You're going to see the church dealing with the devil on the streets. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There is a natural and there is a spiritual warfare that is heating up. And God is preparing us for it even now. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 4 and 5. 
For the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal. That means they're not physical activity. But they're mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments in every high thing, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Hallelujah. We have to learn how to enforce Christ's victory. We fight from the place of victory and triumph. How do we know that we do that? Because Jesus said, all authority has been given unto me. Therefore, go. Are you hearing me? When we're commissioned, we're commissioned to go and enforce the victory that Christ has already won. We do it by taking the scepter of his righteousness that we yield forth as an inheritance, as a son and a daughter, to stretch forth that scepter and say, the king has already won the victory. Now we enforce his will here. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When we begin to talk about warfare, most of our minds go there. That our warfare is, the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal. But they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Yet I'm telling you, there is a warfare not just in the spiritual realm, but in the natural. And what does that mean? It means that you're going to have to be very noble and very courageous and very bold in this hour to stand your ground and speak the truth. It means that you're going to have to be a voice for God. You can't check out of this thing. You can't go into hiding. You can't go and just insulate your life from the battle, folks. I'm telling you, everyone is needed in this hour. Everyone. God is needing we the people. We the people to do what? To protect, to preserve, to defend the Constitution of the United States of America. Fighting for individual liberties, fighting for individual rights, not this collected, collective nonsense of socialism, this communistic spirit that is trying to overtake our nation right now. Something that I continually hear in my spirit is that we have to be in this for the long haul. This is not a sprint. You have to be in this for the long haul. And sometimes we get so battled weary, you know, that we, we just think we can't even go on. You have to learn how to step back, refresh yourself in the Lord, spend quality time with God, let the Holy Spirit minister to you, energize you, raise you back up and say, now shift gears and move forward, move ahead. We're going to have to learn this, how, how to do this in even quicker increments. This is a big year coming, folks. 2021 is an epic, epic year that's coming. Amazingly, all of this is becoming abundantly clear in front of us. It's called 2020 vision. 
And what's becoming abundantly clear is we have leaders and we have states that are not willing to abide by the Constitution. And it's treasonous action. It is a treasonous action. We are moving. I don't like to say it, and I'm telling you, I say it in the fear of the Lord. We are moving into a real civil war. What this will be like, nobody knows. It is a new revolutionary era. That's why we have to get our house in order now. Now, I want to focus on exercising authority, and I want you to go to Mark chapter 4 for just a moment. Mark chapter 4, concerning exercising authority. Our team sang it, and Mary was declaring it, and she just went right into that realm of declaring Jesus being our Prince of Peace. In Isaiah chapter 9, in verse 6, it tells us that peace is a person. That Jesus is forever the Prince of Peace. It says, for unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Peace is a person. Mark chapter 4, are you there? Verse 35, and on the same day, when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over into the other side. Now, there they were at the Sea of Galilee, right? Sea of Galilee, we've been there. (laughs) It's awesome. Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. (laughs) And they awoke him, and they said, Teacher, teacher, don't you care that we're perishing? He arose, and he rebuked the wind. And he said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But then he said to them, why are you so fearful? (laughs) Why are you so fearful? How is it you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly, and they said to one another, who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Wow. Wow. That had to be terrifying. You think about that. They went from fearful that they were going to die, fearful in the natural, to suddenly the fear of God upon them of the authority that Jesus carried over the natural realm. In a moment, or did you? some of you just heard that. It happened that fast, that fast, that fast. They went from being afraid in the natural. They were going to die. They were going to perish. They were going to be overtaken until Jesus stepped up and rebuked the wind and the sea. And in a moment, they said, God is here. God is in the midst of us. And he holds all authority. 
Are you seeing what I'm seeing? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Peace from within. Write it down tonight. Jesus had authorization to release power and authority over the storm because he had no storm within him. Jesus had authorization to release power and release peace over the storm because he had no storm within him. You remember when Jesus warned the disciples and said, The hour has now come, night has come, and the wicked one, in my translation, he says, He's coming, he will will have his way. But now that he comes, he says, he has nothing within me. That's what Jesus said. There was no hook. There was nothing within Jesus that the enemy could even tamper with. He could not bring Jesus down. There was no storm within. What am I saying tonight? We have to be anchored and settled in our heart. You have to be anchored and settled in your heart within the peace of God. You have to be anchored in the peace of God. What is that? It's the abiding presence of the Lord. That you have a consciousness of the presence, the abiding presence of the Holy Spirit deep within you. That's where the peace of God lives. So that you are not manipulated by the fear and the dread of this hour. We have to be anchored in the peace of God. Fear has to be conquered. This is for every one of us. This is not for the guy next to you or the two two rows in front of you. This is for all of us. Fear has to be conquered by total trust upon the Lord in this hour. Total trust. That's how we're going to stay anchored. I've said it before, faith and peace comes this way, only this way, through spending quality time with Jesus. I can't line you up and slap a hand on you, and things do happen like that, but not what we're talking about tonight. You can have an activation of a spiritual gift in your life by the laying on of hands, but when it comes to being fortified in peace and in faith, it's only by spending quality time with Jesus. We're going to have to be led by the voice of God in this crucial, crucial hour, folks. We're going to have to be led by the voice of God. John 10, 27, Jesus said this. He says, my sheep, they hear my voice. They hear my voice and they'll follow my voice. And the voice of a stranger they will not follow. Now, I want us to look at a, a very peculiar passage tonight. In 1 Kings chapter 19, if you'll go there. 1 Kings 19, and I'm reading out of the New King James translation at this point. This is a wild story. Elijah... Declared, prophesied a famine. The famine's come. 
The people of Israel are mad. The leadership of Israel mad at Elijah. Elijah calls the prophets of Baal out. Says, okay, I'm ready for a divine confrontation. I put it in my day planner. It's in my Google calendar. Meet me on the top of Carmel, and we're going to see whose God is really God. You know the story? He went up there. He mocked them. They cut themselves. He had water poured over the altar, all over the wood. The trench is filled up with water. He gets down in a fetal position as if he's giving birth to a baby and begins to cry out and call upon the name of the Lord, and fire from heaven descends and consumes the entire altar. Powerful. But then a voice, the voice of Jezebel cries out against Elijah. Says, by this time later tonight, I'm going to have your head. Fear comes on him. Fear, dread. It's a spirit, folks. It's a spirit. One of the most powerful prophets to ever walk the face of the earth has a visible manifestation of the fire of God coming and consuming the altar on Carmel. Yet he's running now, terrified because the words of Jezebel. But there was demonic anointing and weight on those words that got him in a spin. Listen to this. John 19, he's in a cave. He's in a cave. In verse 11. Then he said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord, and behold, the Lord will pass by. And a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. Wow. Wow. Let's read that again. And a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks into pieces before the Lord, and the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. And so it was. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood at the entrance of a cave. And suddenly a voice, a voice came to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? It's a different passage of Scripture, isn't it? And I want to use this tonight. There's a reason that I want to use this. I said to you last week, we have to be voice activated. Say it with me. Voice activated. Say it again. Voice activated. There was power released in what we just read. You can all see. You can see it in the fire. You can see it in the earthquake. You can see it in the wind. Yet God was not in any of it. Yet he was in what? The still small voice. Now there's a reason I'm using this bizarre passage of Scripture tonight. is because there is big fireworks. There is big fireworks. And there is a mega storm that is coming to the United States of America. And I've said this before. I believe that this year of 2020, which actually became 
really prev- prevalent at the end of February when we realized what was actually in our country and when things started going into hysteria and all kinds of chaos and shutdowns and lockdowns and in our homes and all of this stuff. I've said it before, folks. I believe that we've only been in the outer bands of the storm. All of us understand this here in Florida. We understand what the outer bands feel like, look like, the torrential downpours that they bring. Yet the storm, the fullness and the power of the storm is not here yet. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing what I'm saying? There's a cat five. There's a cat five. I'm not talking in the natural. I'm not talking about a hurricane. I'm talking about a storm that is coming. There's an intense storm coming to this nation, folks. Beyond COVID, beyond corona, the China virus, whatever you want to call it. But what happens is, is as the outer bands whip through a region or a city, it's like the contractions of a woman. What happens? They start coming with more intensity and frequency. The increments of time, listen, the increments of time get shorter and shorter and shorter. And it says to us, the storm is coming. And this storm is coming. Why did I read the scripture? There was fire. There was earthquakes. There was wind. Yet, God was not in any of it. Yet, he was in the still small voice. We're going to see some things, folks. In the coming months that are going to surprise us and really shock us right here in our nation and what we may even have to deal with, with even foreign enemies. We need to get our house in order and we need to get prepared. How are we going to get prepared? By the voice of the Lord. By the voice Do what the Lord tells you to do. That may sound too simple for you tonight. I'm going to say it again. Do what the Lord tells you to do. I don't worry about concerning in the ministry being controversial. I don't worry about people mocking us. I don't worry about any of that. I don't, I, people mock ministries all the time. Look at them. They're storing up food and water. Ha <laughs> ha. They're a bunch of yahoos. No, they're not. No, they're not. They're doing what God has told them to do. Build a boat, Noah. Build a boat. <laughs> that guy's a yahoo. He's, he's off his rocker. Just going to keep on building. Says there's rain coming. There's rain coming. There's storm coming. There's storm coming. They thought Noah had lost his mind. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And Jesus said, just as in the days of Noah, so shall it be at the coming of the Lord. You've got to hear the voice of the Lord in this hour. I've got to hear the voice of the Lord for the Gibbs family. I've got to hear the voice of the Lord for those that I lead and those that I'm in relationship with. You've got to hear the Lord for your family. You've got to do what the Lord tells you to do. Get your house in order. How many of you understand 
We are racing towards the end of an age. Everything that you have lived for in Christ. Some of you have been saved in this room four decades. Let me see your hands. Three decades, two decades, ten years, five years. Everything is racing to an epic crescendo. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus is coming. Beyond, beyond the madness of what is happening in the United States of America, there is a greater unfolding, everlasting love story that is going to see its completion. And the unfolding of it is the triumphant, victorious return of King Jesus to planet Earth so that it will be on Earth as it is in heaven. He's coming. He's come. It is beyond your natural mind. It is beyond your wildest dream. Jesus, our bridegroom, coming for his beloved bride in this hour. And you and I are that bride. We are his chosen. We are his beloved. Every one of you know how engaged I am in the fight of this for our country. And I know how engaged you are. But I'm telling you, there's another romance and another story that I am so captivated by. He's coming. And the cry of Maranatha has to rise up out of your spirit. The spirit and the bride say, come. Come, Lord Jesus. First Peter chapter 4, verse 7. But the end of all things is at hand. Therefore be serious and watchful in your prayers. I'm so glad that scripture is in the Bible. People tell me, Brian, you're so serious. <laughs> I am. I try to have fun. That's why my, the Lord gave me a great wife and great kids. But I'm serious about this, folks. We're in an epic hour right now, and my spirit is standing at attention. I can't even describe to you what my sleep patterns have been like since the election. I can't even describe to you the hours of, of the night that I'm up walking, 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 praying, interceding. I cannot shut off this river of fire that's burning out of me. The end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious. Be watchful in your prayers. Boy, the Apostle Peter was right on. And here we are. We are racing towards the end of an age, but we are coming into a brand new opening of a glorious age of King Jesus coming and ultimately dealing with his enemies. There's going to be great love poured out, but there's going to be great wrath poured out too. Great love, great wrath. Great love, great vengeance. Isaiah chapter 59, I'm about to wrap up this message tonight. Are you still with me? That was good. I like that. Isaiah 59 I want you to see this prophetic picture of our Lord.
Before I read this, I want to say again, and I don't know all the parameters to this, but I want to tell you, I believe we're going to see such mighty acts of God in our nation and in the nations of the earth because his ecclesia are crying out to him day and night and night and day. The level of intercession that is going up before the Lord is amazing. I'm amazed by it. I am. I'm amazed by it. Something is happening. I mean, I said feverish pitch earlier. It's so far beyond that. Things are about to break loose that are going to stun us. And we will, we will say that was an act of almighty God. Almighty God. The Lord brought intervention. The Lord brought justice to that. The Lord brought vengeance. The Lord brought wrath to that. I feel the fear of the Lord, folks. Isaiah 59, 17 through 19. For he will put on righteousness as a breastplate, a helmet of salvation on his head. He will put on the garments of vengeance for clothing. Wow. He was clad with zeal as a cloak. According to their deeds, according, he will repay fury to his adversaries, recompense to his enemies. The coastlands he will fully repay. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. And when the enemies come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. That's my king. Come on. That's my king. There is a reckoning coming. There is accountability coming. There is a true recompense coming. A reckoning from God. We are going to see things that are going to make us stand at attention. We're going to see things we never dreamed would happen. The vengeance of our Lord. I'm talking about beyond what, what the Lord has made us pregnant with and cry out day and night, night and day. God's going to do beyond, exceedingly abundantly beyond what we've been able to pray and groan out in here with tears. I wrote this a while back, and I'm going to read it to us tonight, and then I'm closing with a scripture, and we're going to open the altars. I called this the days of red reckoning, and when I say red, I'm not talking about the Republican Party. <laughs> the hour of Haman's gallows has come. They thought that they could hide they thought their secret cloak and craft was indestructible. They thought no one could see nor smell the blood that is upon their hands. The betrayers of a nation and of Yahweh are swiftly falling into their own traps. The dam is breaking. Their covering 
is crumbling. Their secret poisons and enchantments spill out like Judas' bowels. Their judgment comes fierce like the heavy dropping hooves of war horses and the beating of thundering drums. The thunder clasps with blast of freedom and truth. And God keeps his patient silence no longer. Now he cries out like a woman in labor. Now he roars over the wicked and they melt like wax in the fire of his breath. Their darkness is shattered by the lightning of pure illumination. And his all-consuming light shows their folly and their madness for all to see. His truth, irrefutable. His terror and his dread, all-consuming. His glory, inescapable. His fire, unquenchable. And his justice, unstoppable. The angels gather in flight to eat the carcass of the corrupt and wicked. The righteous warriors, they lift shouts of victory and triumph as their battled, worn hands cling to their swords. The day of red reckoning has come. The God mockers gasp for breath and their lying tongues wither. The watchmen and the lions stand valiant and tall in his radiant light. He has come to cleanse and redeem a nation. He has come to cleanse and redeem a nation. His name is still Savior, Peace, Healer. His throne, immovable. Unshakable. And never mocked. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Isaiah 42, verse 13. Isaiah 42, verse 13. The Lord will go forth like a warrior. He will stir up his zeal like a soldier. He will shout, yes, he will roar. He will prevail against his enemies. The Lord will go forth like a warrior. He will stir up his zeal <laughs> like a soldier. Oorah! Come on. The Lord will stir up his zeal like a soldier. He will shout, yes, he will roar. He will prevail against his enemies. Do you think the Lord is busy out in the cosmos? Busy, not really interested in what's happening right here in the here and now? You think he's just out making other galaxies and worlds and just really disinterested in what's happening in America? Oh, no. Oh, no. He is not an indifferent bystander. He is right in the midst of us. And he's coming like a mighty warrior. He's coming like a mighty warrior. 
like a mighty warrior. I'm telling you, folks, I believe it with all my heart. The hour of Haman's gallows is upon us. Put your faith in Jesus Christ. Don't you put your faith in a party. Put your faith in Jesus Christ. Don't you think that Donald Trump has just outsmarted and outwitted everybody? Oh, he's three chest moves ahead of everybody. No, he's not. He's a man that has to cry out to Almighty God. He's a man that has to humble himself and get on his face and say, God, without you, we don't have a country. The only reason we're sitting under a flag of freedom and liberty is because there were men and women of God who settled this nation to worship Him and honor Him and give Him all the glory that He is worthy of. You can't play games with the Holy Spirit. You can't dupe the Holy Spirit. It doesn't matter who you are. We need God. We need Him to rescue us. We need redemption. We need his power. Is God giving President Trump inspiration? Yes, he is. Is God giving him revelation? Yes, he is. He's humbling himself. There are men and women, quality, quality men and women of God around our president right now that are speaking the right words in this season. He needs those words. Just like we need these words. The Lord will go forth like a warrior, He will stir up His zeal like a soldier. He will shout, yes, he will roar. He will prevail against his enemies. I want you to stand tonight. And I want you to stand bold as the ecclesia. I want you to stand bold. For those of you that are with us online, I want you to stand bold. Stand bold as the ecclesia tonight who has been given keys to the kingdom of God who has been given authority in the kingdom? Who has been given his name? Come on, let's lift our hands across the sanctuary tonight as we host his presence. Lord, we call upon you for our beloved nation. We need your intervention, Lord. You know what the plans of the wicked are, God. You know what they want to do even to your beloved bride, your chosen ones in the earth right now. You know who these God mockers are. You know their plans and their schemes, Lord. We're looking for your intervention and your overturning now. Lord, we decree you are never late. You are never late. We do not put our trust in anything but you. We don't put our trust in the Supreme Court.
who has been a doorway a vile filth for decades we put our faith in you God come with your fire come with your power show yourself to be almighty God the God of this nation you are Show yourself to be the God of wonders and the God of miracles. Show yourself to roar as the victorious lion over this evil, oh God. Lord, I ask you, deliver us from evil. We ask you tonight, Lord, deliver us from evil. We plead with you, God, show your mercy. Show your mercy and grace to America. Pour out your grace, God. Your unmerited favor upon us in this hour. We need you, Lord. We need you, Lord. Our military needs you right now. Our president needs you right now, Lord. Our Congress, our Senate, they need you, Lord. Our governors need you, oh God. Our judges, our mayors, our leadership, our preachers, our pastors, our apostles, our evangelists, our prophets, oh God, we need you. We need you, O oh Lord. We align ourselves tonight with heaven. We appeal to heaven tonight. We appeal to the highest court of all tonight. On the behalf of the United States of America, show forth your mercy. Lord Jesus, will you take your scepter of righteousness and lay it upon this land and show your mercy. Deliver us from evil, Father. Deliver us from evil. Lord, awaken, awaken, awaken your church. Pour your fire on us, Lord. Your pure and holy fire in our heart, oh God. Baptize us. Baptize us with the Holy Ghost and fire. Make us bold and courageous and noble in this hour. May we walk in a spirit of purity. A spirit of purity and character and integrity to hold the weight of your presence. Oh God. Let's put our hands up again. I want you to begin to ask the Lord to make you a voice for Him. Make you a voice for Him. Not an echo. A voice for Him. A voice for Him. A voice for Him. Oh God, we hear your voice. May you hear the voice of God. May you stand in the breath of the Lord. May you stand in the voice of God. May you stand in His thundering and become a voice for Him.
God, raise up these mighty men of God. Raise up these mighty women of God. Raise up our children to be voices and oracles of the Lord. Spirit of God, mantle us. Spirit of God, cloak us. Lord God, Lord God, we call upon you, Spirit of wisdom, Spirit of revelation, Spirit of counsel, Spirit of understanding. We call upon you, Holy Spirit, to crown President Trump right now. Spirit of revelation, spirit of wisdom. Upon Vice President Pence, upon the leadership of this government administration, oh God. Spirit of God, Spirit of God, have your way, have your way, have your way, have your way. Yeah, go ahead. Let's just pray in the Spirit right now. I want you to lift your voice tonight. Pray in the Spirit strong right now. Those of you that are online with us right now, lift your voice strong in the Spirit. Lord, prepare us. Lord, prepare us for this hour. Lord, prepare us for this hour. Lord, prepare us for this hour. Deliver us from fear, Lord. Deliver us from every anxiety, O oh God. Spirit of God. Oh God, oh God, oh God. I see tonight great judgment coming in the Middle East, the Middle Eastern nations tonight. I see great judgment and great wrath in the heavenly realms that is getting ready to tip and be poured out this night. I see it over China tonight as well. I see the heavenly host of God bringing the vengeance of the Lord. Father, let your kingdom come and your will be done. Execute your judgment. Execute your righteous judgments, Lord. Lord, you shield up Israel right now. You shield up Israel right now like a wall of fire. Like a wall of fire, you shield Israel, your beloved, up right now. 
that no weapon formed against them will be able to prosper in this hour. Hallelujah. Mighty warring angels, mighty warring angels on assignment to Israel. Oh, God. We bless you, Israel. We bless you, O Jerusalem, this night. From Sarasota to Jerusalem, we bless you. Open their eyes of understanding, Lord. Let them see King Jesus as their Messiah and Lord, their Prince of Peace. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Let's take it up and pray stronger in the Spirit. Come on, lift your voice, men of God. Don't hold back tonight. Come on, women of God. Don't hold back tonight. Pray strong. Something is happening. Great love and great wrath. Great love and great vengeance. Stir yourself up, O Lord. Arouse yourself like a mighty warrior, O God. King of the nations. Shepherd of the nations. Shepherd of America. Oh God, oh God. Father God, we cry out to you tonight for those in places of seats of authority in this nation that have caused us a living hell and a living nightmare. Lord, those that have been treasonous against this nation, oh Lord, we pray they're uprooting out of their seats of authority and cast out in the name of Jesus. In the name. Deal with them, Lord. Deal with them. Deal with them. Lord, those that have caused chaos, those who have spawned these lies, those who have suppressed the truth, deal with them now. Loose your holy angels upon them, Lord. Put them in your fearful grip. Seize them this night, O oh God.
Father, tonight as we open up our mouths, may miracles start breaking out. Miracles start breaking out tonight. Miracles start breaking out right now in Michigan, right now in Wisconsin, right now in Arizona, right now, right now, right now, right now in New York, right now in Pennsylvania, in the name of Jesus, right now in Georgia. Oh, deal with Georgia. Oh, Father. We will not bow down to this Antichrist spirit. We reject you. We expose you. We call you out. Overturn it, Lord. Overturn it. Every bit that was done in secret, everything done in the shadows in Georgia. In Georgia, everything done in the shadows. Expose it, God. Lord, just as the light broke forth during Hanukkah for Judah Maccabee, oh God, the illumination of your presence came and the miracle of the oil. Oh Lord, we pray and we declare, let there be light. Let there be light. Let there be exposure. Let the light of your face deal with the unrighteous that they will have no place to hide. Come on, come on and pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray strong. Release your declaration. Release your voice. It's time to grow. It's time to stretch. It's time to grow. The Lord is putting a demand on his body in this hour. It's time to grow. Come into agreement, Father, as a family and the ecclesia. We come into agreement tonight that your will shall be accomplished for the United States of America. We reject every word that is opposed to it. 
We reject every lie of propaganda and scheming and lying. We reject it. Let your word be true and every man a liar. Let your word prevail. Let this truth prevail, Lord. Let this truth now prevail to save our nation. Give us the faith, Lord, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Give us faith, God, like Nehemiah. Give us faith like Daniel. Ha. Give us faith like Moses. Give us faith like John the Baptist. Give us faith like Esther. Deborah. Give us faith, Lord, like Paul. Give us faith like Jesus. Faith like Jesus. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so tonight. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so tonight. Come on. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. May the Lord your God, our God and our Father, lead you in the triumph this week. May the anointing of the Holy Spirit envelop you. May you grow strong and fierce this week. May you gain your strength and your momentum. May you be energized in the Lord. May you be quickened. May you be sharp. May you have great clarity. May your eyes be open. May your spirit be be alert. May you be discerning in Jesus' name. As you go forth this week, go in the name of the Lord and may victory after victory be yours. Hallelujah. Say it tonight. I am anointed. I am called. I am chosen. I am the beloved of God. I am the bride of Christ. I am celebrated in heaven and in the earth. I am known by God. Hallelujah. Come on. I love you guys. Have a blessed week. Thanks for praying for us, praying for our family, praying for my trip to Atlanta tomorrow. You guys are such a blessing. Those of you that are new here, we welcome you too. Those of you that have been online, it's been great having you. We bless you. We love you. Keep the fire burning. Thank you for listening to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. For more information, go to our website at victoryfla.com or download the Victory FLA app.